Hey Jess, how does the guitar part go? It kind of sounds like doom doom Oh, like this? Take my pod, take my cast. Take me where the shows don't last. I don't care, I still see episodes I pay to stream. No more din, no more moth, no more take that helmet off. Now that Mando's off Disney, you can watch Firefly with me. I didn't see you there. Just kidding. I saw you there. You came here to watch the sudden but inevitable rewatch, where we take Josh and Kylie, our two first-time viewers, through the show Firefly one week and one episode at a time. I am your host, as always, Jesse. I will also be your captain. With me, just like every other week, is our bona fide companion, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. How are you doing this week, my friend? Doing good. Happy to make it through another week. Oh, man, I heard that. Uh, how long did it take you to dig yourself out? <laughs> uh, got everything out Monday. We had Monday off of work, luckily. I probably spent, uh, between all the guys that were in the neighborhood, there were just a whole bunch of dudes in the neighborhood shoveling and snow blowing and doing all that kind of stuff. Probably only took me about 45 minutes, which was cool. I appreciate all of that. And uh, made wow. it to work the next day, so not too bad. I'm a little bit jealous. It took me about four hours across two days. Uh, of course, I have a north-facing driveway, so, you know, that definitely played into it. I'm in a cul-de-sac. I'm in a cul-de-sac, and I was kind of parked at the very top of it. So cul-de-sac oh. bad, parked at the top, helpful. Not so bad. <laughs> With us additionally this week, just like they always are, are the aforementioned two Firefly newbies, Josh, who is the head of the Twist My Arm podcast, and his co-life host, Kylie. Josh and Kylie, how are you guys doing this week? We're good. It didn't uh, take us nearly as long to get out of... My bad. Wow, jeez. We found a treasure, guys! No, it's cool. <laughs> Whew, um, no, it didn't take us nearly as long to dig out of our driveway. Although, Kylie does work at home, so... I, you know, I didn't need to. Um, and to to your point, I we have a west facing driveway. Yes. So the sun mm. beats right down on it, which is nice because we don't have a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Luckily, some awesome neighbors came and helped push me out of the driveway into the street so I could go to work on his, Monday. <laughs> his little tiny baby car. Yes. So. So I've been in the situation where I've had to scrape ice off of my windshield with a credit card. Oh, yeah. Are mm. you doing the same kind of thing to shovel your driveway? Is that where you have to uh, get some kind of makeshift uh, <laughs> item? Well, I borrowed my neighbor's snow shovel, ah. so that was nice. Yeah. Otherwise, I just, oh, yeah. I just went for it, man. <laughs> Very cool. And I just, you know, hit the reverse and went for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day that I stepped outside, I looked up into the sky and went, gee, thanks a lot for nothing, the sun. Uh, <laughs> before we go any further, I would like to say good morning to Callie D. I know it's about 4.30 where you are, uh, 4.45 in the morning. And also your mother, Rona. Good morning, Rona. It may not be 4.30 where she is, but oh my gosh, are you kidding me? 
Happy birthday, Callie D. Happy birthday. Happy Woo-hoo. birthday to you. No, let's not do the whole thing. That would take too long. Hang on. That I, is I have, so cool. I have something for this. Let me just get it really quick. Uh, hold up. Just hold up. Just, just hang on. Filibuster. I, I filibuster. You're good. While he's doing that, we're also going to say hello to Shepherd Rosie. We're so glad to have all you wonderful brown coats ladies with us. You're all the best. Thank you so much for being here. And spending her birthday with us at 4.30 in the morning. It was also Alan Tudyk's birthday this week. Happy birthday to Alan Tudyk! (laughs) Okay. I think that might have been the most fun that we've ever had at the start of a podcast, guys. <laughs> and I didn't even know that that was going to happen. That was really great. Happy birthday, Callie. We're so happy to have you with us. And thank you again, Rosie and Rona, for joining as well. You guys, we've already said hello and thank you to so many people, and we're not even done yet. We have <laughs> one more person to say hello and thank you to. This is a very old friend of mine. He is what they call in the business a professional. This, ladies and gentlemen, is my friend Jake Hartline of HartlineShorts.com, where you can go to get weekly short stories. Welcome to the show, Jake. How are you doing this week? I'm uh, I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy birthday, Kelly D. And hi to all the brown coat ladies. <laughs> we have. A, I missed the dance party, but I did, I did it. <laughs> well, you know what. This is the kind of podcast where there might be two dance parties in one show. Very, so, very, very possible. Um, I just want to say really quick again, thank you for joining us, Jake. Um, I've been reading on HeartlineShorts.com for the last couple of weeks since I saw you post it. And it's been really interesting for me because I, you know, you and I went to high school together and I knew some of the, uh, what should we say, some of the basis for like your creative life, I feel like. And I was, you know, there playing make believe with you and we were in theater together and we did all that you know imagination style stuff together and then to see what you've created is like man this guy has like just taken that and run with it like you can definitely see that your creative process is born from passion and caring about what you're doing so yeah i was checking out some of those shorts on the show they're uh they're really cool man yeah well thank you we we dig so sweet of you yeah yeah we like passionate people here and that's kind of all that we have you know, in our orbit. Um, If you watched us last week, you met Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews. The week prior, we had Megan Carla from the Bed, Wed, Behead podcast. And we also had Cameron from the Green Shirt podcast. And we also had David Black from the Spatial Anomaly Patreon. We are just swimming in wonderful guests. So uh, no pressure, Jake. None at all. Don't feel any (laughs) pressure. Nothing. Good. I appreciate it. What show is this for again? (sighs) <sighs> this is this is the expanse it's on amazon you're fired and it's got <laughs> so anyways you guys thank you all for joining me thank you all for joining us we're just we're tickled pink and all the colors of the rainbow to have you here with us and as you know josh and kylie have never seen firefly before and we are watching along with them one weekly episode at a time. This week, we are discussing Firefly Season 1, sorry, Episode 10, War Stories. However, before we do that, we need to issue some corrections to some Goram mistakes we made last week. We like to be responsible here at the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. So, this first one is on me. Last week, 
during the introduction. I said, normally that would be it for our interviews, but we have one more person. And what I meant to say was, normally that would be it for our introductions. And that's just stupid. Oh my and God. as soon as I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is driving me crazy. So I'm going to have to say something. So there you go. I said something. Um, for those of you that listened to the podcast right when it dropped, too, and, and heard a bunch of dead air, uh, apologies for that one. That would have been <laughs> my mistake as well. Uh, it is fixed now, so you can yes. hear Kylie and I beam on to <laughs> the, uh, the Firefly So show. what happened, yeah, it, and it totally wasn't even Josh's fault. What happened was the transporter beam actually interfered with my subspace signal, so it was sort of on me for not filtering that out. <laughs> at you know in real time so i'm i apologize for that too um hey, josh and ricky have either of you figured out what i'm gonna say next i might go ahead when i'm doing my introductions i believe i referred to uh i said they were uh written by let me see i'm looking up for ariel i said it was written by alan croker and jose molina and i should have said directed by Oh, sorry, I'm losing my spot here. Alan Croker, Croker and written by Molina. Written by Jose Molina. Um, no, but I like this version where I have you guess and you come up with something I didn't know about. This is definitely oh. the way to go. <laughs> Josh, Josh, do you know what I'm going to say? Man. I got nothing. <laughs> okay, so I know I know you were talking about be... it earlier, and I've been preparing all week right. to banish myself. And so. and here's the thing, okay, like. I really, I really was planning that, and I still am planning that, and it's coming. But like, the more I thought about it, the more I felt like, no, this is a beautiful moment. This isn't a moment of like contention or like I was right and you were wrong or anything like that. It's just a moment of pure clarification. It wasn't a Scottish accent. I'm just so happy that we thing. have. Right. I'm just really happy that we have access to a very solid answer here. So, um. You may remember last week, the crew of the Serenity, they got this little extra ship together and they flew it down and they did their thing and they came back and somebody was like, oh, what kind of helicopter was that that they used? And I was like, I took, I took a minute to say, I don't know. I don't know what kind of helicopter that was, right? Oh, and Josh geez. got upset. He was like, dude, just say I don't know next time. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you think I can be less verbose? You think that could happen? But anyways... As I was listening back through, we got to the part where Zoe uses the paddles on that guy's back, right? And that mm -hmm. guy, like, just drops to the ground. And this led to a long conversation about defibrillators and do they stop hearts, do they restart hearts, this, that, and the other thing. Oh, God, and really? <laughs> the more I thought about it, I was like, Josh and Ricky are doing exactly the same thing I was doing, but they're looking it up and then going, I still don't know, but I think so. So I'd just like to point out that you guys did the same thing I did. And to be 100% fair, I got the actual answer from Callie D, who has a little bit of cardiology experience. So she does, she's a woman of a thousand talents, right? I guess so, so yeah. <laughs> if you, if you, it's basically, we were all, we were both right. If you use it on somebody who has a stopped heart, it can restart it or, you know, give them the right rhythm, fix the arrhythmia. If you use it on somebody that has a normally functioning heart, 
it is very, very likely to just stop that heart, causing cardiac arrest. So we were both right. I really wanted to like slam it down and be like, boom in your face, I was right, you were wrong. But actually we were both right. So I was like, maybe I should temper it and just explain it uh, a little more evenly keeled if I could. So this is pertinent information. Do, do t- <laughs> and due to the nature of that, I have invented a new segment. It's very fast. After which, I think we can all agree that I will have thoroughly beaten this moment into the ground. Welcome to Banter Like a Brown Coat, in which we take the circuitous route to some book learning on some fancy vocabulary. In this episode, War Stories, Wash says, She's terse. I can be terse. Once, in flight school, I was laconic. Laconic is an adjective of a person's speech or style of writing using very few words. See also terse or my personal favorite, taciturn. Example, Jesse is not a laconic host of his podcast. This has been Banter Like a Brown Coat. I love you all, and thank you for indulging me. <laughs> With that, let's go ahead and turn it over to Ricky. Well, that's the show today, synopsis. guys. Thank you all for watching. Uh, <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for joining us, Jake. It's been it's been real, man. You had a great time, and you learned a fancy word. So. <laughs> oh man. Hey, cool. I'm I'm glad. And you know, I'm sure Justin would have like cause Justin from another uh, couple other shows in the in the podcast network would have probably reamed us. For being like, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, I forgot you and Justin. I don't know like a thing. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, are you guys like, fighting? There's right like now? a rivalry. <laughs> Is Josh cutting out for anyone else? I can't hear him. He keeps going. We need to talk. And we need to. Is that just me? Is that a, that's probably on my end? No, but, I'm a snare in my headphones. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so with man, that, man, if we anyway. could, let's hand it over to. Oh. Really quickly, Josh and Kylie, I gotta say, those seats look really comfortable. Like, Dude. I'm a little bit jealous of your very cool flight seats. Like, Flying in it's, on the on the it's Falcon. It's Italian. So. It's Italian leather. Yeah. Can you yeah, see? Something, something well, you could fit a Wookie. Oh, that's that's very well done, Kylie. Absolutely right. That's yeah, very I... well done. Can I can I pat Jake's head? Is there a way I can? Yes. Pat Jake's head. Jake and I were kissing earlier. That was pretty cool. I, <laughs> I oh, it'll happen it again was, later. Yes. Kylie was getting very jealous, which is kind of a big thing with this episode. So. <laughs> yes. Quite yes, so. beautiful segue. Ricky, do your thing, man. <laughs> All right. This is War Stories. It was written by Cheryl Kane and directed by James Contner. <clears throat> War Stories. Angry that Zoe and Mal have an unshakable bond as war veterans, her husband Wash demands to take her place on a seemingly routine mission. Mal begrudgingly allows Wash to go along. They are captured by Niska, out to restore his reputation after they fail to complete the robbery he commissioned in the train job. Zoe has only enough money to ransom one of them. She unhesitatingly chooses Wash. The crew band together to rescue Mal. Hell yeah, that was that was awesome, dude. <laughs> and it's the understatement of the century, right? Like the crew band together to rescue Mal. Yep, that's as simplistically as you could put that. Thank you for mm-hmm. giving us the synopsis, Ricky. Um, mm-hmm. So right away, we've got Simon 
and Shepard Book, two very intelligent characters in the same room. They're about to have an intelligence off, and we're like, what's going to happen? And then Shepard Book starts quoting Sean Yu, and I was kind of like, huh, that's interesting. What did you guys think about that scene? I did not remember it. I don't remember the whole Sean Yu uh, plot line going through this whole thing. I think it's interesting the way this movie or the way this show is changing when we really put it under a microscope. And it's also amazing the way everything holds together. Uh, just the, uh, they're holding, they're putting more Asian influence into it. And like, I just, I remember all the torture. I remember all of that, but I don't remember this Sean Yu and this, I know your best friends better than you do because I tortured them and I learned and I met the real person which is crazy because that's like the biggest thing for me in this episode this whole episode was a parallel to that shun Yu, mm-hmm. like opening sentence that he was talking about you know and even to the very end when mal says do you really want to see who i really am yeah. right now or whatever like that's it was all just calling back to that story of of shun Yu and or shun shun Yu, shun Yu. but i i, I like the I like the parallels for sure. And it just like that opening scene just set the entire episode. And with that opening scene, you could kind of like, you know, going back and, and watching it, it's like, oh, they, they described the entire episode in this first five minutes, which is yeah. kind of cool. I enjoyed the, uh, the parallel that book has with Nicola. I can't remember what his name Niska? is. The, Niska. 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 Uh, I just found it really interesting for Book's character as, like, a shepherd to also know this, like, kind of a war-type art of war, maybe some sort of, you know. Dude, like, got all up into the war later on in the episode. Right? Like, of course he knows all about the art of war. Homie looked like he knew what he was doing. My goodness. It gives you a lot of questions about his past. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Somewhat hazier about kneecaps. That was yeah, like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that was cheesy but. and still managed to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rona, thank you. T- she says, "To be fair, if any of you were laconic, there wouldn't be much of a podcast." And that's a very good point. <laughs> and yes, uh, Rosie sums it up the beginning of this episode. So much torture. Yeah, it was. It was um, definitely a reiteration of the Niska character and. I have to imagine that they did it, be- you know, they did it so extensively because most people hadn't seen the first time that this crew met Niska. Um, so I appreciated it there and to get sort of, you know, a, you know, oh, remember, he's kind of an insane guy who's really into the, tor- you're like, oh, right. Okay. I remember him now. Yeah. He was, he was bad. Um, you know, you know, what gave it away that he was bad. <laughs> you know, it really gave it away. The accent. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my notes, there's that bad guy accent. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. I, in this opening scene, I really like that it feels like uh, Simon isn't paying attention, right? Like he's reading brain scans and he's not looking at book. And then he goes, what do you think? And without missing a beat, Simon says, sadistic crap legitimized by florid prose. Tell me you're not a fan. <laughs> and book doesn't really answer him. He just kind of keeps going with the thought exercise, right? So what I wrote was, is this book's way of asking what happened with River? Or like, what is going on? What is the angle that book is working here? Um, 
but I also definitely got the feeling that book reads this as literature, whereas Niska reads it as like, uh, you know what Niska reads it like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like the, the yeah, opening. like a how to. I was gonna say just that opening shot from going when book is talking about this whole torture, th- the Shen Shen Yu thing or Shen Yu thing, and then it like zooms out. And it like zooms out like it's like it's about to say, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, and then pans over <laughs> to the satellite. <laughs> I just I really like that. I wish they would have done something like, meanwhile, at enemy or whatever, <laughs> villains satellite. <laughs> Back in torture town. <laughs> I had a moment where I was like, I was like, if his Skyplex orbits that planet, why do they choose that planet to make the drop? And then I was like, well. It can probably move, right? Like it's not a necessarily a stationary plex. Um, Which I really liked the the sci-fi aspect of they're on one side of the planet and the villain is on the other side of the planet, and they kind of because you never mm-hmm. see that in other sci-fi shows or sci-fi movies, like like Star mm. Wars, for instance. How many times are they like, oh my god, there's star destroyers on the other side of the planet? Like they just come in right where they need to be at all times. For the, for plot convenience, you know. No, usually it's here's the planet that's slightly occluding the Death Star, and here's the Death Star getting ready to come out from behind it. Like, sure. it happens. But it's just that. But they're at the right place it's, at the it's right a, time every time. Right. <laughs> yes, and it's the thing that I like about it is that it's a little bit like it, it's like it's a small universe anyway, right? Right. Like it's I'm small, sure but it's that big. it's meant to illustrate. Yeah, and I'm sure that it's meant to illustrate that Niska's reach is very, you know, long. But it's right. it's also, like, it's still the West. Like, you could run into anybody in the Space West, in any Space West town, and that could be bad, you know, especially if he's from wherever he's from. I don't want to get into it again. Um, one We're bad guys when are all... Are you talking about Russia? Oh, no, <laughs> Germany, you mean? <laughs> when, they're, when they're eating their apples, right, before Mal, like, tells the story about heads popping... Um, there's one line that Wash has where he's like, yeah, it's so crazy that Jane's being so generous with his cut of our last job, you know? Now, if I'm not mistaken, the original airing order for this episode was right before the last episode. So people would have seen this, and then they would have seen the Jane shit go down. Is that not true, Mr. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Uh, Ricky D? No, Ariel aired November 15th. War Stories was November 6th. Wow, so it was yeah. two weeks. So this after aired then. first. Sorry, uh, no, yeah, November fifteenth to December sixth. So two weeks later. Okay, but War Stories was first? No, War Stories was two weeks after. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I was super confused. Anyways. No, no, you're good. Point B. <laughs> Can I go off on a tangent really quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I was watching Justice League yesterday. And I have this <sighs> working theory. Because that the new Justice League was really good, and you know I, I really liked it. It was really really good. The Snyder Cut was awesome. But here we go, right? So, um, and I like did some research to really try and figure this out to see if anyone in WB right now like worked on the Firefly show or was any sort of like production person on the Firefly show, because I swear that Whedon took his anger out for getting his Firefly show so mixed up and jarbled, he took it out on Justice League and just sabotaged that whole movie to make up for what they did to his Firefly. Like, seriously? You're going to air this episode two weeks before Janestown? Is that a joke? 
Like, I'm going to tear apart one of your favorite fanboy films, and it's going to be the worst <laughs> movie of all time one day. And there's nothing I you can do about it. Don't, Pretty I, sure that's I don't what know happened. that Joss Whedon I don't care cares what you say, Ricky D. <laughs> I don't know that Joss Whedon cares about Firefly anymore. I, you and know, I don't mean that, like... And I, I'm grudges not to... are a powerful thing to hold on to, my friend. Right, money, I was going to say. Money solves everything, right? And how sure. much money has he made? He still made the money even after then. screwing that whole movie. Yeah. So, Like, I think Firefly is really for the fans these days. <laughs> I'm just going on another I'm sorry that you guys had to deal with this thing getting aired out of order kind of ta- tangent. That's all I'm, I'm yeah. doing here. Like, it just... God, man. And I'm sorry that he stopped taking your calls because that's garbage. He should honestly be looking at your short stories and looking at the We used to do a weekly call. We'd talk about Firefly, how we were going to bring it back. Back when you were in high school. Back when I was in high school. He's like, As it was airing. There's this kid in Colorado that's like calling me and he's got some ideas. <laughs> he's got some ideas, man. It's going to work. It's going to work out. But first, let me go mess up Justice League. I'm sorry. I think right, tangent uh, over. it's possible that he's it's possible that he's 14, but you know what? Um, so no idea is <laughs> a bad idea. I hate that this was aired out of order. I hate it so much. Right, but I did appreciate that at least for these two episodes, we get the consistency there. Right, like Jane had a rough go of it in the last episode, still made some money, and now he's being really generous. I like that that sort of tracks with how that yeah. guilt and that shame might right. stick to that character. And, and it makes you know, so much more guilt sense and the that insecurity, way. right? And the guilt and insecurity is definitely a theme that will play through the rest of the episode. Um, I really like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I felt like there was an "Is Jane dumb?" moment really early in this episode. Oh, Did stop it! I've been ha- I'm hanging on to it till later, man. <laughs> oh well, I thought uh, when Zoe was talking about the Griswolds and the apples, and. Uh, <laughs> Kaylee was like, what's a Griswold? <laughs> and Jane just comes strutting out of nowhere. He's like, it's a grenade. Well, there you go. Is Jane yeah. smart? That's the is Jane so smart moment. We we wandered back into Jane's element. Mm-hmm. And right. all of a sudden, exactly. he knows exactly what's going on. Yep. He knows what it is. And grenades are extra. Yes. So. <laughs> oh God, grenade apples, by the way. How terrifying is that? I love oh apples. Oh, my gosh. And like, what those a were sad good story. looking apples, too. Those and the thing I took so from good. that whole story yeah. is that this is why Zoe takes orders from Mal. Because when all those apples came raining down, everybody was like, oh, let's eat apples. She said, Captain told him to wait. And so she, so he was immediately like, ah, do not eat apples from the Alliance. Like, that's a bad idea. And then everybody got killed except for him and Zoe who listened to him. So for her, that was her like, oh, his instincts, pretty freaking spot on, willing to ride or die with this guy. I think that was an important, especially considering the rest of the episode, I think that was an important part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and her loyalty to Mal is unprecedented to like most, you know, number ones to their captains. Like she does things without questioning it because she trusts his intuition that's just one example out of how many you know she's been with him for how long how he was he's like always right right like how many times did commander Riker question picard and like um, like, only when it (laughs) only when it was constructive and necessary don't even get into that no no but but it it happened um, a lot zoe doesn't do it as much with mal she just automatically trusts him like no matter what 
unless he gives a stupid order, in which case she just directly she's, contradicts it for the good of yeah, the crew. Yeah. Sure. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying she's a bad number. I just one. I just me, don't see as much of that happening. Like like with other examples of of number ones and their captains, that was the first one that came to mind. But like yeah. I don't see it as much with Zoe and Mal that I do with. Shows, I feel I like Chewbacca is constantly just trashing Han Solo's Dude, ideas. Dude, if we, we could have subtitles know. for Chewbacca, it would be the greatest comedy of the century. <laughs> it would be nothing but <laughs> nothing but racial slurs and him just him just shh. Man, if I could eat you, I would. Oh, he would just be so mad, just talking so degrading Han Solo. Like R two D two and Chewbacca subtitles would be the best. <laughs> So, so you're right, Callie. One side note to Star Trek, and I do go into instant defense mode. We call that shields up. <laughs> I know, right? I, I can't, I can ever, can't ever bring up Star Trek without getting immediately blasted. <laughs> well, it's because I assume you're about to like be mean to it. I don't know why. Oh, I just dude, do. I like Star Trek. Why um, do you always assume that? <laughs> I know. Because you guys are because always in competition. God damn. Hey, <laughs> set phasers to fun. <laughs> yes yes agreed yeah, yeah let's do it Jake knows what's going on so um, also why did Mal say 20,000 miles it's like hey we're 20,000 miles from our next thing that's meant to indicate like three minutes right because that like you're in space like we got miles later 20... on too <laughs> yeah so that's like 20,000 miles has got to be the same as being like get your shoes on we're we're basically at grandma's <laughs> I was going to say miles is not a unit of measurement that you usually use for space but <laughs> yeah um so Jake really quickly I just have to Jake if you go back and and listen to our older episode we did posit a fun theory if you take all of Jane's dialogue and transpose it onto Chewbacca throughout the Star Wars <laughs> movies, it probably makes it way better. Like if you, I'm gonna work on that. I would watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of characters in their element, Josh, you mentioned Jane being in his element with the grenade. Um, Zoe is in her element in any conversation that involves verbal sparring. I loved when she just squinted a little bit and said, "You're losing the high ground here, sweet cakes." I was like. That is very gracious of her to let him know that on his way down. Like, <laughs> I wish yeah, Kylie, that I could Kylie be that gracious while on fighting. That, on that whole scene with the whole jealousy thing. I know do it, was, Kylie. She was do like, it, Kylie. What, what's happening right now? I don't. Tell us. How did you thing, feel? And you were like, you were like, what the hell? Why is he so jealous? Remember Firefly? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I remember. I just. <laughs> I remember that. I'm just like, I don't remember what it like. Because there were some moments in the episode where I was like, oh my gosh, wow, that I would remember. And I just. I was just trying to bring you into the conversation. Okay. <laughs> I was like, did oh, I say okay. something in particular? No, no I, I, I've got my things okay. to say. It's fine. <laughs> I have some interesting thoughts about this scene. We'll be the judge of that. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all the times that every time Zoe and Wash were arguing. Zoe was filmed to be taller than Wash. She was filmed <laughs> to be more dominant than Wash. If you look Is up she their not? heights, no. You can look up their heights, which I did. Zoe is five foot ten, or uh, Rosario. No, not Rosario Dawson. Whoa, dude! Uh, <laughs> Muted. Gina Torres. Gina, Gina Torres, Torres is five foot ten, and Alan Tudyk is six foot tall. Oh, so they're both taller than me. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> Thanks, Ricky. So two inches but, apart, note, really? Come on, man, muted. That, uh, but you know, <laughs> no, but like, get but, me back in there. But he makes a good point. It was she's, shot the way that it filmed. was spoken. That, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, any scene to with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I really liked uh, in, the, there. in the dialogue of their fight how they would shoot little barbs, but it would also end with like a sweetie or a pookins or one of their little pet names. Yeah. And I thought that just said so much about their relationship because yeah. like, yeah, we're mad at each other, but like, we're not that mad, but this is definitely something we need to talk about. Yeah. And this has got to be the framework for a lot of the fights in the Washburn marriage, right? I, like, well, and you got to think that there's probably not a whole, whole lot. But when that does happen, it's probably as civil as... Because that was a heated argument, but it was still pretty civil. So. Yeah, I, oh my I wrote down, Good for them. does Wash not remember that Mal is his boss too? And that if Mal gives him an order, he has to follow it? Like, he seemed to forget that. He was like, that well, I'm just going to go do this. And I'm really like, did. Uh, Jealousy really clouded his, that his judgment on this one, for sure. Yeah. What he kind of cake, Kelly? The rank of master in this one. <laughs> well, you may sit breakfast. on this council. Cake at 4 a.m. is cake. like the perfect thing to do on the birthday. If it's breakfast cake, I assume it would <laughs> be true. carrot. Oh. I did like well, washes. Probably uh, birthday cake. I liked Wash's comment Sorry, at the go beginning ahead. of that. I am a large, semi-muscular man. <laughs> semi-muscular. Oh, chocolate and cherry. Ooh. Why don't I have okay. chocolate and cherry? That sounds like my favorite, <laughs> and I haven't even tried it. I know, right? That sounds can we... Holy cow, excuse us can we just we go get some cake. <laughs> yeah. The Sudden But Inevitable podcast is brought to you... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, excuse me. Josh and Kylie... I want to know what you guys thought of this scene with River, um, mm. where she seems a little insane. I wrote down the lines, walked with my feet, and then I wrote what I think that means, and then I wrote, heard with my ears, and then I wrote what I think that means. What do you guys think those lines mean from River? Um, that was one of the scenes where I yelled something, um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, poor honey, because... It seems like what she was trying to say with her metaphors was sometimes she thinks normally she's walking with her own feet, thinking with her own mind, everything's clear, and then all of a sudden she's back in this place where she like can't function, can't communicate, can't you know portray anything that she's feeling. And um, I just... For somebody who is so smart and somebody who has that sort of brain capacity, that's got to be the hardest thing in the world. It's like um, how I envision, like, you know, Stephen Hawking mm. has all this, like, mm. stuff to say and, you know, all this stuff out, in know. his mind. Oh, and he man. can't even, he can barely say words at all. Like That's a great freaking analogy. So that's what I was kind of <laughs> thinking yeah, is crap. poor sweetheart, like, this has got to be really <laughs> tough, so... I don't even want to. She Dang. described it all the best. I can't even top yeah. that. I mean, that was wonderful. I, I had poor River. She's really struggling in my notes. <laughs> She's having a, a hard no. time. No. <laughs> <laughs> River, hard day. Okay, you guys, I'm going to take a shot at this. I'm going to take a shot at this, Rona. Oh, my God. Schwarzwalder Kirschtorte? Schwarzwalder Kirschtorte? Is that. I said farts. Schwarzwalder Kirschtorte? Don't even try. You're going to just Is like that murder. Is anywhere close? <laughs> I feel like, Jesse, that might, that 
probably this better than be any guess that I could do. Oh, if it's close, we're gonna we got our episode see. name. <laughs> no doubt. I can't. Hey, I, look at that. Look I can't. Not see bad. <laughs> They're nice. Not bad. <laughs> Happy birthday, Callie D. Schwarzwalder, okay. Kirsch, Gors- I can, mm, 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 <laughs> Nope. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Oh. <laughs> so sorry. It's, it sucks so, to feel ignorant. <laughs> I definitely... No, it's okay to be ignorant as long as you're willing to combat your ignorance with knowledge. And I know Josh is okay. willing to do that, so it's okay. Absolutely. It's true. Um, <laughs> oh, I was just talking I, about him, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say it. Kylie is winning the episode so far. Yeah, for um, sure. Jake. For sure. So I definitely forgot that the counselor in this scene was a woman. Um, the music here is a little too, eh, eh, see, two girls for my taste personally. Uh, what did What did you think of this scene, Jake? Uh, yeah, I didn't remember that the councilwoman was a councilwoman, the counselor. Uh, my honestly, my favorite part of it's Jane just kind of mugging his way through it, and then I'll be my bunk, and you know, yeah. But uh, and yeah, then I mean, he was eating that apple off of his knife, right? Yeah. Oh my god, that was so good. Just standing there, all weird. My notes, it's like he had Jane, a corn on the just as barbaric as ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, good way to put that. Good way to put that. I'll be in my bunk. I dig it. Good lord. <laughs> good lord um i also wrote so the next scene that that i wrote down was the one where obviously the washes are in the shuttle with mal and they're having their argument and they're they're all trying to stake their claims right i wrote mal is nowhere near as in charge of this exchange as he believes he is and neither is wash look at zoe's yeah. eyes <laughs> zoe's eyes say it all like I'm pretty sure we're all scared of Zoe. Yeah, she was like, Everyone. oh, you, you want to go on this? <laughs> I'll be there to rescue you in 10 minutes. Well, go. I think that Mal <laughs> knows that Zoe could probably best him with wits if she if it really came down to it. Zoe could I best think, him in anything. Mate, perhaps, mm-hmm. really, yeah. I think, I think he sees woman. Zoe as his better. Yeah, uh, yeah it's Especially probably, after this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. I just have I mean, all these things I, I want to talk about, but it's later in the let's, episode. So dude, Let's do it right now. We've, we, no, we go for this, it. We went yeah. the synopsis. Yeah. Do it up. We gave the synopsis, Kylie. Rip. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, um, everything about the episode was just so crazy. And like, <laughs> um, I guess I didn't even realize, I, I was con- so confused about why they were fighting about marriage and having sex with zoe i was like what the actual heck and then after in the the torture chamber yeah yeah and then in the end like there you know it comes to fruition like oh my god mal had this plan this whole time this whole Mm -hmm. time Mm mind-blowing yeah i i kylie like when we were watching it because when that scene's happening that whole torture scene which we're obviously skipping ahead so far but like that whole torture scene was You, you, know, you like, said go ahead. Like, yeah, no, but they're <laughs> but they're yelling at each other the whole time about you know the jealousy of Wash and how he thinks that that Mal and Zoe slept together and and all this stuff and like as I'm watching it I'm like oh my god Mal is using us using this as a distraction he's mm-hmm. using this to keep Wash from freaking out mm-hmm. and like yeah. spilling the beans on everything. 
Well, so I was, I took a shower after the, um, the episode and that is obviously <laughs> the best time to reflect on life and whatever. Right. <laughs> So I'm sitting there Singing thinking, they're talking, you know, about like, like, Wash says something like, oh my God, if he hadn't have done that, I would have cracked or I would have broke or whatever yeah, it is mm-hmm, that he said. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was necessarily talking about spilling the beans. I think he would have cracked like gone crazy and like would not have made it and died. Or like kind died. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he would have. He would have asked um, to be killed. Like, yeah, because he almost yeah. died even, you know, he's like, almost, you know, and then like, and that's when Mal's like, oh my God, well, I'm going to get back and I'm going to fuck your wife. Hey. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, your wife is hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. And yeah. like, so who knows? Maybe he would have died. And so, yeah, so that's, those were the parts it. that I jumped I just, at, that I screamed at, you know? It just makes you realize how good of a captain mm-hmm. Mal is. Because he knows oh, his crew yeah. so well that when they got caught, he immediately was like, okay, we need to change the subject right now to keep him distracted. Because it started right when they were blind. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, yeah. he was like, you yep. should stop talking as much. But he knew right then and there that if he kept him yeah. talking about something else, he wouldn't give up because he's so passionate about Zoe. Like Mal took his love for Zoe and used it as – a tool to keep Wash alive, yep. which was really, keep really cool. Keep that adrenaline pumping. Yeah, to keep yeah. him, like, thinking about the fact yep. that, you know, his his wife could have done things with him. And I, I don't know. It was it was a really, really good episode for Mal and Wash, I think, to see their dynamic and to see how yeah. much Mal actually trusts and um, knows Wash uh, compared to how mm. much Wash really knows his captain, which I think that's a good captain to, like, still kind of stay mysterious but know your entire crew. You know what I mean? But then, you know, towards because the end of the episode. Because if you live with a man... Sorry, go ahead. If you live with for a man for 40, 40 days, or you 40 will know days, him. Yeah. yeah. But if you put him at the edge of the volcano, right. that's the yep. day you'll meet him. And, and so, again, that whole thing from the beginning of the episode. Just, yeah. yeah. And he was, uh, you know, afterwards, after the whole experience, I mean, this whole time... Wash wanted the to go out to battle and come back with a story, and he got exactly what he wanted. Yes, he did. He um, changed. I feel like he changed. He did I... well, and then he well he he changed in a good way, in yeah. like a very growth kind of way. But he also was like, yeah. "Let's do this," you know. Like yeah, I, have here, I have ditched that Hawaiian shirt for a Rambo style <laughs> attitude and vest. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cute. It was cute because yeah. he also earned his stripes. You can't say that he didn't mm-hmm. earn being a badass after what happened. And Mal earned his yeah. respect and trust way more. Yeah, he earned his. Well. Re- yep. And then also Wash probably earned, you know, earned was, Mal's respect. Was, but but yeah, but a, Wash got it in the end. Yeah. At, like yeah. the thing with him and Zoe, he's Go. like, okay, maybe Mal's kind of freaking great. Just <laughs> maybe not sexually, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ricky. Go That's ahead. exactly how Kylie feels. <laughs> you were talking about Wash earning his stripes, being part of the team, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, this episode did have a commentary. It had uh, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion on it, which was a lot of fun. Oh, but nice. Alan Very Tudyk, cool. the entire time through filming, kept pushing uh, the writers to try and get a backstory about how Wash was actually part of the independent uh like fighting team uh part of the war mm. not necessarily oh. with mal and zoe mm-hmm. but maybe right. he was a pilot in the war and he got captured his first time out 
and he just wanted to be part of that, but they never really gave in and made him was a gonna true say. independent. Yeah, and they went, um, nah. <laughs> yeah. But mm. thanks. <laughs> um, we'll give you a hot wife. Yeah, I was going to say, if we could just give Jake a minute. Okay. Oh, me? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel like Wash in a lot of the other episodes is just kind of a side character. He's in the background. He's on the ship. Yeah. And yeah. this is this is the episode where he finally gets to go out and do things. And I love how there's, while they're blindfolded, him and Mal are talking, and he kind of realizes, like, you let my wife do this? <laughs> like, this is what you do? And he's just mad at him for, you know, what did he think they were out there doing, you know? Yeah. How dare you? And Mal goes, Mal goes, well, if she was here, it wouldn't have happened this way. We wouldn't have got caught, first of all. Um, I really like the the practical effect when Wash and Mal are flying through the desert in the shuttle. I like the practical effect of them in the shuttle. I think it was probably just like large fan blades in front of a, of mm -hmm. a light of some kind, but it was oh, really uh, well no. done because they're like blinded by Act the light. There were actually people holding big floodlights, shining them right in their eyes, and they were complaining in the commentary about how they had to like, <laughs> squint and look away <laughs> right. because it actually hurt their eyes. Right, but there was like some kind of somebody was like waving a a board in front of the light periodically yeah, to make it look I bet like you're they right. were passing through dunes and stuff. It was I just really liked the effect. Um, <clears throat> so back to that thing where I was saying, what if we replaced Chewbacca's dialogue with Jane's dialogue? I had another one of those. So when Inara's client gets massaged for like three and a half seconds, she goes, "That feels amazing," and then I was like, "Wouldn't it be great?" if Inara smiled and went, shut up, baby, I know it. I, mean, I thought, what we should do is go replace all of Inara's dialogue with Bender's dialogue from oh different episodes. God. I think that would that might make both shows better. I was, I just couldn't wait to get that out. Oh, my um, God. That's oh funny. Man. I had something about Inara, too. Where, uh, where were we at there? Because that was a really cool... Um, scene as well just to see how good of like a companion she is like yeah of course it went to the sexual side whatever but like before yeah. that she was just you know you could tell that people just wanted to spend time with her just to be around her because mm -hmm. she brings this kind of calming sense well like... that was a thing so much that i wasn't even sure if it was going to turn sexual right like right. i was like yeah. oh my god i wonder what's going to happen i wonder if this is just going to be like oh my gosh i just want to hang out with like a like girlfriend you know it turned sexual which is fine um and it maybe it's a mixture it's a mixture of both perhaps it turns sexual as well you know who knows but um yeah. but it was just really cool to see like because yeah. Because she's not just there for, you know, again, they're, they're reiterating the fact that she's not just a prostitute. Mm -mm. You know, she's she's there for way more than just, just that stuff. So to I, Kylie I, and all of our listeners, if anybody's ever giving you a topless back rub, there is a sexual intent. That's not true. <laughs> I, have you ever been to Massage Envy? Like, <laughs> I <Wow. would've... laughs> you've never, uh, you've never yeah, trimmed acid at a Grateful Dead concert, so that's fine. But come on, you, you know the answer to that is no. Come on, trade my so, shit for grilled cheese. I definitely have not been. I clearly have not been. <laughs> You're like, have you ever gotten a massage? You pay people for that. 
<laughs> not if you're tripping ass. I, I have not paid show. anybody for that. No. I... <laughs> yeah. So um, well, maybe you should. It's an awesome experience, not necessarily sexual. <laughs> they have yeah. this scene where everybody is later. pretending not to look. They're all pretending not to look at Inara and the councilwoman, right? Oh and uh, so, like, <laughs> more like Shepherd Bench, am I right? Oh my Does God, we have, have any. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any Shepherd as a bro? jokes that you'd like to drop here because i have one for later as well oh cool. man i just had that he's ripped oh he was Shepherd quite ripped. Is ripped and it's funny because yeah. it looks like he was struggling lifting up like like he was acting to struggle to lift one. up that last one but i think that was just a, a just ploy to, to distract jane to see you know to be like yep. avert your eyes pervert yeah <laughs> <laughs> But and he didn't. But no, no, he just he just kept looking and just picked up picked it up real quick. I will go by bug. Yeah. Okay, so on that topic, do you guys feel like maybe book used to be? It feels like he maybe used to be a brown coat too. Like yeah. maybe some kind of super undercover brown coat who had he a lion's had, ID and a solid backstory or something. He had had he had shot a gun before. He had shot a person Absolutely. before. Yeah, he knew. He knew about kneecaps yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, he he knew how to how to mess people up. He's read some what? of the books. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Well, I'll uh, see you guys what? next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank real, you. Man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what? <laughs> Other side. There you go. <laughs> it, it, yes. Well done. Uh, sorry, what do we sorry. think? Brown coat special forces are called. Brown, brown berets, shit stains. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> where the shit stains? You want to be on my boat? You got to be ready to get smeared across the hull of some planet at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't washed our britches in months. <laughs> last time we was on World was two and a half years ago. It's also the last time we bought water. <laughs> So, so Shepherd Book was a shit stain before. He was <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, patch okay. on the shoulder, but you never see it. Um, I know what the episode's called this week for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wish. Um, so I'm crying. Ooh, three episodes in a row, I'm crying. <laughs> now all we need is somebody to sing. Ricky, Jake. Um, so. We are. We should probably Do sing "Happy guys... Birthday." Well, we can. Like I said, there's plenty of time. <sighs> um, <laughs> Do you guys feel like when Mal, when Mal, when he says, when Mal says, "I ordered her not to marry you," do you feel like a he really did that? B, if he did, did he do it just to see if it would work? Because there's no way he thought it would if he did it. And C, do you think that's just another thing that he made up to say to Wash to get him to, like, stay conscious? Jake? I think C. I think... <laughs> I Yeah, I think it was just another one of his, his tricks to just keep Wash focused on anything else. I think it's a mix. Uh, I think he used it to keep Wash thinking about something else, but I also think he really did test Zoe's love like when when they were gonna get married he was testing her to be like no you shouldn't marry him and she was like uh f you mal 
The power of love well, is a powerful thing. And all the, that's the power. Damn it, Josh, you made it be me. <laughs> I didn't want yes. it to have to be me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. I see you. All right. So here's a, here's a question. So back to the line of once in flight school, I was laconic. Um, so do Zoe's vocabulary words come from Wash? And does that mean that Wash's vocabulary words are actually Mal's vocabulary words? Or do you think Mal learned that word from Zoe? I can't accept that they're both intelligent. I, for me, it has to be that Zoe is just this font of perfection and everybody drinks at that. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to let Kylie answer this one. Thanks, Ricky D. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why more than one person couldn't be particularly loquacious. Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> why can't more they, than one they person? They could be, but what I'm, asking, what I'm asking is, what do you think the angle is there? Is that supposed to be the angle? Or, like, is that is one of them, like, is that what drew them together is because they're both into florid language? Oh, man. I, I don't know. That's really a tough one. Um, I have, uh, you know, Kylie, since the beginning. I need to know why they're together. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> since the beginning kind of wondered, you know, because you've got, like, and again, I might not have the same sort of sexual preferences as a lot of people do, and, you know, like Nathan Fillion. Um, but Zoe nice. is this, like, <laughs> <Josh's> very... face. <laughs> this very, very hot sexual kind of you know conquest kind of thing and then there's wash who's like this like almost albino guy <laughs> like, like very 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 average joe kind of dude so okay. i'm gonna so, take this moment if i could i'm sorry to interrupt i but it's perfect there's a character in the credits called vanilla husband and I'm like, that's what my wife calls me, and she's never seen this show. So who is that character? I need to know the answer. And also, it could be describing Wash. Wash would should absolutely be Vanilla Husband. That's great. I think so. I mean, but it wouldn't be offensive on the I'm other sorry side. Sorry to interrupt. To call, you know, I don't know. Anywho, um, so yes, I've just kind of been wondering. <laughs> I've just been kind of been wondering. Um, where where that love kind of comes from, and there's got to be something that she really likes about him, whether it be, it's got to be, you know, it could be some sort of secret thing that she likes, like his loquaciousness or his, um, the fact that he's got blue eyes or the fact that he's shorter than her, or you know what or I mean? Or that he's My, got two dicks. Uh, I got a theory. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. I actually, two dicks, no. And I have uh, the answer to your <laughs> vanilla husband question, by the way. I looked it up, too. Uh, my theory is that uh, Zoe is, you know, war-torn soldier, uh, always around gruff, rough men, and she found a teddy bear that is washed, that's like a goofy, fun, eloquent-speaking, you know, pilot sure. that's just different and, you know, probably treated her a lot different than some of the older other soldiers were, different than Mal would. And probably more emotional yeah exactly things. yeah appealed to her feminine side where most of the other men would appeal to her more manly soldier side not saying women can't be soldiers but like you know I, uh, yeah traditionally yeah her, I, know. I think her most, physical... men, most yeah. men would be intimidated by her I yeah would say. um 
So, just real quick, in this episode, War Stories, this is the question. Uh, Adam Pilver is credited as Vanilla Husband. However, I cannot find him. And then the answer is, his scene was cut. But for some reason, the credit <laughs> was left in. He was husband to the counselor client of Inara. Uh, I ended up on that exact same page. Yep. So yep. He... Google's a wonderful thing. <laughs> so Vanilla he's the one that's Vanilla inadequate. Husband. Hello, Vanilla husband. No, he's so just, he's very vanilla. He's just vanilla. Yeah. And Inara is very exotic. Quite quite so missionary. Okay. Yes. Well, if I introduce myself at the start of every show as Vanilla Husband now, you'll all know why. So, um, <laughs> What is up, Vanilla first time Husband? First time we get back to Niska's Skyplex, I wrote, what is this, a factory that builds holes? Because it seems to be building a giant, like, Death Star level shaft of nothingness. And like it looks longer than the size of the Skyplex to me, but I'm going to leave it alone. And um, the, the outside of it seems more well built and like tunnely. And then maybe it's just like their torture chamber or maybe it's like a core, but then it's like just a weird rusty room that they have in this space yeah, station. I, I thought it, because it's, it's circular, right? So it's circular, and then there's like the the lines that go through the circle. I thought the shaft was like the compartment that would go through the. But like, why would there not be gravity in the shaft? Because <laughs> you didn't take the blue pill. Hang on, I have something for this. Oh. I... There we go. I was gonna. Ah, <laughs> uh, honor to Megan Carla. Honor yes, to the yes, house of yes. Bedwed Behead. Shout out to Boo. That is what she said. <laughs> so, I <laughs> I don't know what this note was in reference to. Probably just like scrawled across all my other notes. I just wrote, Gina Torres is a vision, and her eyes only acting frequently rival the dialogue in this show. So, uh, I've got Gina Torres is a queen. No, he's and a goddess. Down at the bottom, I've got a quote from Nathan Fillion where he said near the uh, right when the credits were coming in, Gina Torres is a goddess. Nathan Fillion <laughs> actually go. threw that out at the end oh. of this episode in his commentary. I have I Gina Torres is an actress on the show Firefly from 2002 to... Also, <laughs> Gina Torres was Deadpool's wife. I just... I just No, no, it was not Gina Torres. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. My bad. I'm, 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 you I'm, are wrong. And Rosario Dawson. Marina no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not call me out next week on mistakes, damn it. I Mary admitted it, I'm wrong. <laughs> Fans of the Sudden But Inevitable yeah, yeah. rewatch also know that Marina Bakarin p- played the pizza place in Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. So um, <laughs> when Niska... She was previously cast as my ex-wife. <laughs> so when when Niska cuts Mal's ear off, uh, Zoe does not flinch, even a little bit. She's a pro. And then she puts his up. ear right over her heart mm-hmm. right that's her promise like hey no matter what happens even if we can't save you i'm coming back don't worry and that that scene hit me real good i, I love that scene despite the guy getting his ear cut off yeah. what did you guys think about that little too over the top what did you think i thought uh i wanted to talk about the lighting in that torture room <laughs> you were <laughs> no, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> The lighting, like there were just spears of light coming through what looked like bullet holes in the wall, and it was just super dark. 
that was a really creepy looking room. And then like, very torture chambery, right? Yeah, the metal that they were strapped to, like the metal gurneys that were erected straight up, that was just a really cool room. Yeah, and to your point, it continues that um, that theme of like painting with color and light that we've been mentioning for the last couple episodes, right? This is not this is warm color palette, just like Serenity, but it's also ruddy and like dingy and a different kind of dirty than serenity and it feels unsafe the air feels like thicker in there because of the way those spears of light very well put the way that those hang in the air really give you that sense of atmosphere i think did he use Um, a klingon knife to cut the ear off because i swear to god that knife that he had at the beginning of the show was very klingon to me klingonian klingonian So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, say something that might to, to, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead, Jake. I'm gonna say something that might upset <laughs> some of you. So mad at me right now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm mad at Ricky. <laughs> so, so I I've seen select episodes of Star Trek. I've seen select episodes of you know Battlestar Galactica, all those. Um, and the one thing that I really notice about Firefly is that they're not afraid to be darker with their settings or their sets i feel like you know star trek there's always light somewhere and with firefly they're able to just kind of keep it dark it's a lot more natural yeah it's it kind of plays to that western element where you don't really know who's who and who's the good guy who's the bad guy you know they've got a lot of contrast a lot of shade shadows as it's sometimes called not (laughs) shock (laughs) Shot. <laughs> I like. I like that park in the shadow. <laughs> we are a fancy podcast, so don't worry about it. Grey Poupon. You're, um, uh, you're talking about the darkness. Uh, one of the thing, Fox didn't like how dark this show was. And well, I don't like fact, Fox. One so. of their, <laughs> one of their specific uh, rules is they don't want shows to fade to black right before commercials that way mm-hmm. when you have those two seconds or so where the screen is completely black if somebody's flipping through the channels and they see just blackness they're going mm-hmm. to turn it off they're going to go to the next channel they're not going to be interested well firefly especially in this episode when they're torturing mal and in other episodes they did fade to black so that's uh that's one of the rules that fox has is don't fade to black and firefly did it anyways which kind of helped forge those issues against them and that's Mm -hmm. why it got replaced by american idol fox sucks that's why they're not well and it makes like (laughs) makes better (laughs) cinematic sense right to have the face like it's it's like you're watching a small movie just because it makes cinematic sense doesn't mean it's going to make them money and that's what it comes down to yeah it's no it's all about money it's all about ease yeah, and that's why. So not only struggled, not only does um, not only does Zoe not blink as Mal gets his ear cut off, she also doesn't blink the whole time she's leading Wash out of the Skyplex until they get through the door. Because she's then badass. she's like starts blinking and leans down. She's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. He's like, "He's insane," and she's like, "Wait, you're talking about Mal?" <laughs> like, I really love that exchange between them. That was very well done. Um, also. Josh, if you want to throw up your Jane banner again, 
Um, yeah, actually, I, when I Jane did. says, Sorry, when Jane on. says, what are we going to do? Clone him? Ugh, yeah, that, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I laughed a lot, but, oh, yes, Callie D, to your point, this episode does confirm that Niska's accent is Slavic because he gives his orders out in Czech. So it's there's no more ambiguity around that, even if you and I suck at hearing it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not Jane being Thanks, dumb. Kelly. That's Jane's way of saying, because I know you ain't planning on going back for him. Like, if you look at his face, he's not going, oh, can we clone him because we have his ear? Like, he's not dumb. He's going, wait, you're saying we can maybe clone him, right? Because, like, you're not saying that we should go back. There's no way that's what you're saying. He just didn't say that. He was just implying it. I think Jane is not dumb. Jane is being very, very smart actually in that scene what do you, what's what's your take on it josh and kylie um you know i don't know i did one of the things that i did notice is that jane actually didn't say a whole lot in this episode at all um which kind of makes sense mm-hmm. because the last episode was very heavily about him um so I, I don't know it was kind of hard to read where he was at with all that i just immediately wrote yeah is jane dumb on that because I I just assume that there probably is cloning in the Firefly verse but that their dinky little serenity ship would never be able to do that no matter how smart their doctor was so I I don't know I just yeah and yeah I have right here what are we going to do clone them in parentheses is Jane dumb that's all I wrote about that because I mean (laughs) they faced worse why wouldn't they go back for him yeah what I'm wondering (laughs) and Jane's always up for a fight so why are you, why are you backing out by just, yeah, just go you know. get him? Yeah. But this is, <laughs> but but this is Niska, and he knows because he remember earlier badger. he's like, well, we might it's have not been a reaver, able to, right? He's like, you know, maybe we could have done this if you hadn't thrown that guy through the engine, like, which is like not really in character for him to be like, you should have been less aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can we talk about um, how this probably wouldn't have ever happened if Zoe would have went in the first place, because of the fact that. Well, that's I mean, the look, point that, of the episode. Yeah, and and like, I don't know, I don't know. I just, I just think if Zoe would have went in the first place, she would have caught that red dot on the dude's head. They would have probably gotten out of that situation a little right. bit quicker, and they wouldn't have gotten captured, and probably would have gotten away with the money and the meds. So, like, it's yeah. Well, know. and they may have been able to go ahead, Jake. Go on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just back on Jane. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's as dumb as he wants us to believe he is. I think he uses it to his advantage, yeah, we, so that people kind of underestimate him. Um, yeah, that's just all I had on that. And I, I think that's Believe that's me. been a recurring theme for um, us too. Is that he he comes off as dumb? Like I think in the first couple episodes, I was like, is this guy for real right yeah. now? Like, right. does he have a condition? How did he survive this <laughs> long if he's that dumb? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and the more that we watch the show, I think the more that his motives are revealed. That you know, he's not dumb; he's just waiting for the right opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And As he's very smart episode. in his own element. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I wanted to. You revealed the ear earlier, or how? Uh, I guess specifically how Jane reacted to the ear. <laughs> I think everybody had a very interesting reaction to the ear. Kaylee was kind of like, oh, no, Captain! Ah! 
Shepard book, this is the only time in the entire series where he does the Chinese swearing. And it's a lot of it. Hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Jane is, what is he relatively... <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't have it. Whoa, I was, bro. I no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh I just I thought the reveal of the ear was a very interesting moment yeah. in the entire for everybody, not just for Jane. Oh, fully agreed. And to, for Simon to just be all business, right? Like, yeah, I got this, this basic plastic surgery, as long as there's still a head, I can totally pull this off, yeah. not a big deal. Um my next note was, oh, damn it, the score got me. I wasn't tearing up about the rescue until the score kicked in when Kaylee, Simon, and Book were loading up their guns. And then I was like, oh, now I'm tearing up. Because she goes, if yeah. it was any one of us, Captain, do the same thing. And the score is like, one and And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I love loving that how uh, Wash has the smallest guns. He hated that. Oh, uh, what did I write goes, down for that? Oh, haha! Wash got a noisy cricket. He's yeah, a badass yeah, now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he gives that super great line, and then goes kachink. Yeah. But then we we hear a proper racking, and we look up, and there's and Jane. what do we see? Vera. Jane and Vera. My Vera, love yeah. is a fever. My love. Any chance? Uh, any so chance now we Vera have gets right. <laughs> yes. So now we have Mr. and Mrs. Wash and Mr. and Mrs. Cobb on the rescue team. Uh. <laughs> oh, look. Hell I, yeah. In all capitals, I wrote, oh, look, guys, paddles. <laughs> and then he yep. resurrects. <laughs> then he resurrects Malcolm. I uh, like moving the, right uh, along. When Wash says. <laughs> I like the very, what? you know, late 90s, early 2000s cliffhanger to the commercial where it goes, he's dead, <laughs> fade to black. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, all right, I'm going to go get a soda real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael, it's not part of my trick. Next time, it's part of my illusion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? like, exactly. Um, but I love his, his, oh, yes, if you die, I cannot kill you and make you suffer. You know, that was such a Bond. He, Two he, days this at guy's least. a Bond villain, and yeah. I'm cool with it. Like, I'm I'm cool with him being a Bond villain. I'm God, okay with and it. I, and I um, loved uh, Mal bringing up, haven't you killed me enough today? Can it, you just back off? <laughs> like, and I thought about it. I was like, loses. oh, yeah, he, he did kill him. <laughs> so when... When Malcolm Reynolds is in a certain kind of situation and his adrenaline hits a certain percentage of his blood, he goes into um, what I like to call one-liner mode, mm-hmm. where all he knows is right, wrong, and one-liners. Yeah. And that's Looks it. like business isn't running as much as crawling away. You want to meet the real me now? That was... <laughs> Yeah, was pretty tight. I was like, "Oh my god, he's and I'm he's, all he's out of chewing gum." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> During the whole so. shoot off, uh, the shootout scene, uh, there was a moment. It was like, it's such an early two thousands action show type thing. But Zoe does like a sorry, Zoe does like a flip the tomb raider moment and then yeah Yeah. and it's like why didn't anybody just shoot her while she was flipping like flipping around (laughs) there was was literally a guy just watched they were in a bad cut (laughs) it it was a bad cut 
Like when she stood up, the guy who was going to get shot was like, oh, hey. Get out of gonna... here. Oh, you are going to shoot me. Okay. And then she shot if, him. If Shepard like, Book didn't was, take the yeah. week off last week, then that wasn't a bad cut. That was just the but men was... in awe. It was a perfect Tomb Raider role where she un- yeah. where she pulled her guns out. Like, yes, it was stupid, but she <laughs> pulled it off so well. I really, I really, really. We've now now we've all done the motion. So um, I really liked. I really liked that. Like they're all trying to get behind cover and everything. And Book seems to pretty much just straight duck a bad shot. He's like, yeah, eh, and then fires another yeah. one. Like Kylie okay, was like, oh my. Like thought he got shot. I know totally because it was like pew all large, and then like I, why would have I ever thought that he was just like a Jedi? You know, like okay, (laughs) pilot instincts. He can dodge bullets because he's a pilot. (laughs) Right. Here's here's my next one, you guys. More like Shepard. Boom. Am I right? Am I right? They all end with Am I right? Yeah, I like and I liked the whole he doesn't kill people, he shoots their kneecaps so they fall and hit their face on something hard and die. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> like I won't kill you, but the fall might. <laughs> That's on God. That's on that God. Was on God right? <laughs> Whatever happens after your kneecaps are gone, it's on God. <laughs> I'll read you your rights and shit. They but like <laughs> You're right. They were they were very close. Zoe almost had like that. Shepard, uh, <laughs> promise me you won't kill anybody. Yeah. I swear I will not kill anyone. Like yeah. It felt that way. And then um, uh, Jane was also running in there, like, double fisting his giant guns. <laughs> that looked mm-hmm. super cool, too. He had Vera in one hand. He had another, like, giant pistol aimed out way in front of him. Yeah, no they, all looked, no they all looked like superheroes. Sorry. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard for me to pick an episode title this week, you guys. Um, <laughs> I feel like so that's on God. Should be <laughs> when Wash, when Wash says "right behind you, baby," I really feel like Zoe should have turned around and went, "LOL, I'm Trinity from the Matrix. You're the guy who works at the software company with Thomas A. Anderson. Like, <laughs> I've got it. You don't need to come with. It's fine. Just stay here. I'll be back in 20 minutes." We did laugh um, at that part, though. <laughs> Gosh, and every, I, everyone <laughs> came out in this just like that, just coming out like, mm-hmm. brah, brah. <laughs> <laughs> There was not a lot of ugly frown yelling, you know, like, but I mean, there was there was some <laughs> ugly frown yelling, so I was okay with it. Um, so I just, okay, everybody take a moment to breathe. I, Ricky and Josh, or Ricky and Jake, I totally forgot that this was where we get this scene with river mm. and like yeah. mm. the split second before like i have goosebumps right now but the split second before it happened i was like oh this is it oh this is the scene i forgot about this scene i started this is texting where we get her back this is where Dude, we get I the river texting, we know yeah i was texting other podcasters i was like you guys this is the moment josh and kylie are finally at the river scene i'm so excited like because it just i forgot how it just hits you you're like okay kaylee is definitely not cut out for this that's not a surprise i'm totally cool with that okay river might be able to hide or like do some kind of cool mind trick what's going on here oh oh no Oh, no, no. Okay, everything's fine. All right, River wins. Okay, we're done. So I'm just going to read you my note. I'm just going to read you my (laughs) note for this scene. 
Uh, Kaylee is way too nice. River, not so much. She's also got a great firing stance. Quotes, no power in the verse can stop me. I should have put, whoa, dot, dot, dot. Is she the fifth element? <laughs> Did you guys ever see a, I believe it was a 2000 or 1999 movie with Christian Bale called Equilibrium? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gun Connor. Okay. God, you guys are so cool. I love that you guys are cool enough for me to hang out with. Or <laughs> the other way around, that I'm cool. You know what I mean. I love that I'm cool enough to hang out with you guys. But it's total gun caught a moment, right? Like, no looking, just pick your angles and fire. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, and that's, how I cool was, was like, that? what is going on? That's how I play video games, dude. Like, when I'm playing a first person shooter, yeah, I'll I've pop seen up, it. see where they are, and pop down, and then be like, all right, one, two, three, pop, pop, pop. And it's, it was like a total video oh, game. Oh, I thought you meant with your moment. eyes closed. No, God, no. <laughs> I, I try to leave those open when I'm playing games. And it's hard Have you guys ever done, like, Laser, <laughs> nice. Have you played laser tag though? Like you know, everybody's played laser tag, right? Never. What's laser tag? What? What are you talking? Lasers about? are dangerous. <laughs> laser tag. Taser yeah, light? lasers are taser light. light. You can't play tag with light. What's taser face? What is she talking about? Anywho, you get to see what it's like. You know, if you're like really in the situation, be like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, wow, mm. I'm really super good at this. You know, I did that paintballing. I paintballed for the first time in a really long time recently, and it was kind of like that where I'm hiding behind cover and I'd pop up and hopefully not get shot in the face, but also try and see where like the 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 enemies were. It's just know? very exciting. And so. it's very exciting yes. to pop around a corner and shoot people and like it's a very exciting moment for River be and bad. us, the audience, right, right, to right. see her be a badass. You're like, oh my gosh, is she just naturally this way or? <laughs> right, and to have that. The math. I love it, Rosie. Thank you. She goes, she goes, okay. She goes, one, two, three, can't look. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. And it's done. Yeah, she well. She figured out all the trajectories. She figured out what the angles were, like we were saying, the Gakata. Yeah, Rosie, that's the perfect way to put well, it. Well, and I'm, uh, I was just like, why, why, why did she close her eyes? Did she close her eyes because she didn't want to see I, it happening, or was she doing the math? And that's why. I was going to say, I, I think it's because she didn't want to see them. Die. That's what I was thinking. She's like, I can't look, and yeah. then, but she knew she was gonna kill him. I questions, so many questions. Kylie, do you remember earlier in the scene when she was saying, "I listened with my ears. I walked on my feet." Yes. Right. Yes. She closed her eyes, so she wasn't seeing with her eyes anymore. Yeah. Holy shit! Did she, she predict the future? So that's what I'm right. So she's walking on her feet instead yeah. of. Remember that scene that we got earlier where she's like, oh, yeah, it's like you get this camera going through the ship in uh, Bushwhacked. And she goes, there was screaming here. There was violence here. Right. It's like we didn't see her leave her room. We saw her in her room. But we also, you know, she's like, I walked the whole ship. So in this in this episode, she says I was walking on my feet. I was listening with my listening with my ears, looking with my eyes. You don't have to specify those things. Unless you have other ways to listen, move, and see. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Sorry, Jake. Go ahead. Didn't mean no, to cut you off. No, yours was way better. He's or... like, you just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I like River, too. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's River, fun. good. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and one thing that I'll point out here, or I guess I don't know if it's pointing out. It's just a thing. I actually didn't write this down. I, I just had a thought. Um. This is a good illustration of the character embodying their name 
right? She moves like water. She's just flowing with the situation. She's letting herself be the vessel for the action. It's river. She's just, yeah, she flows. Anyways, um, I thought it was a little bit, like I get why Kaylee would be weirded out by her after that, but I thought it was mm. a little bit too much. Like it was a little bit like, you know what? Get over it. You're alive and she's on your side. So chill out but for me personally. I, I think it was, it was really much. traumatic for Kaylee. Like, I think that first of all, she would have had a hard time mm. no matter what the surroundings were or what the people around her's actions were. But she's kind of like sitting here like, um, she's, oh my she's God. She's seen Mal kill people. Oh, you know what? Here's a question. Is it because she felt a little bit threatened because earlier she had taken the apple and she said, no power in the verse can stop me. And then after River kills three people with her eyes closed, she does this like, no power in the verse can stop me. So it was like, oh, are you threatening me freaking like, crazy threat to I, me? I, <laughs> I took that as her emulating like the strength that right. kaylee had uh, in that yes. moment and being yes. like I ju- i'm strong right now because you're a badass right. and uh, yeah right but what i'm saying is did kaylee misinterpret like because definitely Possibly. that's what river was trying Possibly. to do but was kaylee like oh shit i'm being threatened like, right yeah <laughs> go ahead ricky there's a difference between mal or zoe or jane killing somebody and little river who's just been you know relatively innocent who's been just kind of stuck in her own head and also been very friendly with kaylee whereas mal and zoe and wash and jane are friendly with kaylee but they aren't friends with kaylee the way Mm -hmm. river is so i think that's a significant portion where kaylee's like i thought i knew river a little bit and I certainly didn't know that she was capable of this. So I think yeah. that re- that was a part of that reaction. That, yeah, that was what I was, uh, was I agreed. <laughs> my, my main thought was going to be, okay, well, what if you and Ricky are walking down the street and then you get mugged by somebody and Ricky just, you know, snaps their arm like Jason Bourne or something. How are you going to feel about Ricky? Oh my God, Ricky. Like, it's going to be, you know. I would be like, I'm hanging out with you, Bourne, man. Something yeah. that you know and would... trust, but you don't know them anymore. Uh, right, right. Like I would uh... be like, I would be like, dude, I didn't know that you had such uh, violent hobbies. <laughs> I didn't know like, you were the one. Do we like, <laughs> like do some cool shit? <laughs> I know, I know. Ricky can juggle, so now all I can picture is Ricky in like a leather coat, just like juggling switchblades, like constantly. But okay. see, you're gonna okay. look at him differently. <laughs> is anybody else seeing That's that? Point. Is anybody else seeing what? that? His in what? The, uh, huh? Ricky's hat? No. I like your the, hat, Ricky. The Matrix. Thank you. So <laughs> we're all in the Matrix now because Ricky is the one. After... So we decided to be in the Matrix. <laughs> I know. Whoa. Trying to drive trying to make Jake think that he had lost his mind. Anyways. Um Oh, I lost it years ago, ago, man. <laughs> hey, I found it. We hadn't seen Zoe cooking for Wash since Saffron offered it to her. Uh, yes. like, oh, would you like to cook for your husband? Wife. And then in this episode, we get to see her finally cook for Wash. And yeah. he's like, Wife yeah, just soup. overwhelmed. And he's very excited. I will note, he actually leaves the soup on the table. Uh, who wants to talk about this? You know what? Let's let Jake talk about this scene since he's our guest. And this is a great scene when Wash tells 
you know, Wash is sitting there getting ready to eat his soup, and Mal comes in and says, all right, Zoe, Wash oh God. wants me and you to have sex <laughs> so that we can get all this sexual so I'll let, I'll let you talk us through that scene, Jake. Ride me, ride me hard, I think is the quote. That's just... Take me. Yeah. Take me hard. Take me hard. <laughs> take, me, take me hard. And then they kind of go in for like an awkward kind of kiss, but they're both kind of like leaning away. It's like kissing your sister kind of thing. I don't have a sister, so Ricky D, keep your Ricky comments D. to yourself. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like that. Exactly like that, for sure. For uh, sure. Yeah, it's just... I don't know, that was a little that, more passionate. It's... That's what I love about the show is the humor behind it that they can add to certain moments and have it be kind of a deep, you know, river comes out and fights and, you know, saving Mal. And then it just ends with, you know, well, we got to we got to bang. He said he, <laughs> he said we could. We're going to do it. Watch that we got to bang well, this out. So we're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and it didn't feel yeah. dirty or creepy. It was like these yeah. characters know exactly They're all in on the joke. Yeah, it still makes Wash very uncomfortable. But they're oh, all yeah. in on the joke, <laughs> right? Exactly. And I, there's a moment. There's a moment uh, when Zoe goes to get Wash. Um, that you know he's he tried. They tried to set it up like, oh, you can only take one of them, kind of thing, and she immediately chooses Wash. And that's just such a like a Whedon humor type thing. That's just such a joke that he loves to put in all of his things. And well, I have a I have a theory on that too because I think it was very deliberate that it was like we need to get him the hell out of here. Yeah, mm-hmm. she because, had this, because yeah. Zoe knows Mal can take this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks, but Mal can it's take a, this. He could be Wash murdered cannot. and brought back to life. Right. <laughs> Clearly. And he'll still be slinging one-liners. But Wash will be out of one-liners very quickly. Mm-hmm. So. He will be flatlining. Ha-ha! ha ha The last note that I have is... Oh, another note about the credits. Uh, the torture victim's given name is Johnny Shakespeare. I don't think so. That's the fakest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Johnny Shakespeare. You'd probably find him on Get out of my face with that. I mean, that's that's definitely a screen name, but like, why would you pick Johnny Shakespeare as your screen name? Because he what comes from Johnny Shakespeare, and I'm here <laughs> to torture. I don't yeah. know. No, he was a torture victim. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it? What's my scene he was today? the victim. That's right. My bad. So he would come in. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. No, I missed the joke. I'm stupid. Um, do you guys have any notes from the episode before we jump into our segments? Let's have Jake go first. Jake, is there anything from the episode you didn't get to talk about that you really feel like you got to talk about? Um, I just, I the thing I that I hate about the show is that specifically this episode, I don't, I don't hate any of it, but I hate it because it, started so many questions for me of just like okay what's books past what's that about that's something that i'm you know constantly i'm so excited to learn about books past and you know what's going to happen with river and i'm I'm really excited to see more reavers in the next season exactly yeah we've got lots of time left to figure this all out it just there's just so many unanswered questions from this episode we get that in season two though right yeah season two tight tight it's called Pumps. Dollhouse. It's 
pump. Oh, uh, <laughs> you watched Dollhouse? Thank you, Jake. I didn't watch it. I just know God it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just know pop culture things. I. I was gonna make a Dark Angel uh, joke earlier, but I wouldn't think I, anybody would I get was... it. <laughs> oh, we would have gotten. It. I feel like yeah, I think Rick, Ricky, Ricky actually would, brought Ricky up Dark Angel definitely. in the first episode. I saw yeah. like seven thousand commercials yeah. for Dark Angel, but I never watched it. Well, and I think that he brought that show up. So, uh, Josh and Kylie, do you guys have any other notes? Um, I do not. Josh does, though. Uh, The comedy in this is still top notch. Um, Oh, yeah. And that is, gosh, it's so predominant when they're going to save the captain and he's fighting, uh, you know, whatever his name is in the shaft, in the Palpatine shaft. And, he's, and, and Zoe's like, no, 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 don't shoot. This is something the captain has to do for himself. And you just hear in the background, no, it's not. And she's just like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. All, all the bullets? Okay. Yeah. Pew, we'll pew, use pew, all pew. the bullets. Yeah. Josh, when that guy shot and was falling down the shaft, what did that make you think? Of? Oh, why do you think I said Palpatine shaft? Because when he's falling down the <laughs> shaft, but it also was a little more Darth Maul too, because you get that's you what see, I was you thinking. See him like actually off the thing. Hit I was thing. thinking yeah. the guy from Titanic that falls off. Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, how unfortunate for that guy. Like I'm totally gonna make it, and then just bam. And that's why I don't go on cruises. <laughs> Callie D says, "Ricky, we can do a Dollhouse rewatch together." So there you go. There's oh, your next podcast after Best go. Flicks with Ricky D. That sounds Dollhouse great. with Callie and Ricky D. No relation. Two um, seasons. Two seasons. Do you, <laughs> six seasons in a movie. Ricky D. Do you have any? Do you have any other notes from this episode you'd like to cover, Ricky D. Before we move to our weekly segment. Well, I was going to ask Kylie if she noticed Niska's lamp. Oh. Hey, Kylie. Uh, that was <laughs> done. Don't do it. Don't, Did you no. notice no. Niska's lamp? That was actually a real Tiffany's lamp. It was a real Tiffany's lamp. And it was lamp. one of the most expensive items on the set. Most I feel like she would have been the only on one set. of us that would have really noticed that. She did not notice. Not Sorry. my fault, no. Kylie. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> my wife noticed she's a very big fan of the Winchester Mystery House, where they have a lot of old Tiffany glass and that kind of thing. And she was like, that looks particularly this way and um i believe one of our shepherds pointed that out to me as well several episodes back it may have been i think it may have been Susie rosie if it was you please claim your credit now um one more oh sorry go ahead uh if you look at wash when he's being pulled out of that torture area he seems to have spontaneously healed <laughs> he's the Wolverine. there was a lot of out of order shooting and mm-hmm. they shot his rescue scene before they filmed his torture scene. So while he's being tortured, he's got a bunch of cuts on his face, and he's got a big black eye and all this stuff. And when he's just kind of walking away with Zoe, or I guess being carried away by Zoe, he's in pretty decent he's shape. He's not looking like he did in the torture area. <laughs> well, I guess I and he was not. But I I noticed it immediately, but what I noticed was that he was far less shiny once they got through the door. Like all of his sweat was suddenly gone, and he yes. was like, "But that was kind of the." I mean, I didn't that really. sweat runs off quick. But it's, <laughs> it's 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 got a different chemical makeup. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I think since Kylie, Ricky, Josh, and Jake don't have 
any more episode notes, we are going to go ahead and jump right into our first segment of the week, which, as always, is going to be Simon Says. Simon Says is, of course, where we share our favorite quotes from the episode, even if they were not uttered by Dr. Simon Tam. Now, I'm going to attempt to maintain this format going forward, where I always have the guest go first, because that is, of course, the polite thing to do. Jake, if you would like to go first for Simon Says, what is your favorite quote from this episode? Rosie, I knew that you would notice that. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. Uh... I want to say Mal's at the end, but I'm going to go with uh, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> now, do you have a, you have to do some you have a particular heavy choice? Well, because he says it at least twice. Yes, so. twice. Uh, I, I think the second one after the second one after book and he puts it up and he just kind of not nonchalantly, but just kind of like, you know what he's going to. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's a, He has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's still a little bit chalant. Um, so, Ricky D, what is your pick this week for Simon Says? Uh, probably going to be taking somebody else's. That's too bad. But uh, Zoe asks Shepard Book, uh, isn't the Bible pretty clear about shooting people? And Shepard Book responds, quite specific. It is, however, sorry, not it is, however, quite fuzzy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's quite fuzzy, however, on the subject of Is that a real piece of paper? <laughs> <laughs> what year is this, dude? He Are ripped it out of a notebook. This? Did you see the notebook yeah. part? <laughs> Do you actually go back to 2002 just to watch the show? Because that's a real <laughs> You don't have a computer in front of you, do you? You just have like an easel with papers. You got a trapper keeper That's over it. there. <laughs> Keep all your... oh, I'm using for my trapper keeper to be over. Um, and he's writing, and he's writing with a gel pen. Okay, so oh, gel pen's um, so two thousand. It just happens to be pink. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. You don't got to lie to kick it, Ricky. Well. While Ricky is getting his slap bracelet collection in order, we're going to go to Josh and Kylie. What are you guys' selections this week for Simon Says? Um, okay, so I'm always so bad at this. Um, yeah, at the beginning of the episode, she's but, like, I have to write down my Simon Says. And yeah. at the end, she's like, I didn't write, I didn't down, write Simon down Simon Says. Well, okay, so either either I was so into the episode or there wasn't a whole lot. Well, there was something, but you know, not as much as previous episodes. But I do have one. I did not come unprepared, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> so mine is um, actually, and I just, it's not that it's necessarily a good or, you know, loquacious or prophetic kind of. Um, Bringing it back. Yes. Kind of quote, but I really liked when um, they're talking and Jane, because Jane didn't want to go help save Mal right away, you know? And then finally, when he comes and he's got Vera or whatever, and they're like, oh, you decided to come or something along those lines. He's like, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know what I mean? Like, And I was like, that's a very Jane thing to say. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's kind of what I'm going to pick. And I wonder, because that's something that a lot of people used to say back when I was in school, and I wonder if it came from Firefly, because that would be about the right time frame. <laughs> Maybe. So, so uh, that's mine. I guess that it came from Manuel 
Yeah, I would guess oh, that it came man? from manual laborers that hated their job. But oh, okay, <laughs> perhaps that's my guess. <laughs> She's like, "Who's manual?" <laughs> you know, that's what I said. I was like, uh, "Who? Who? Who's that?" And then I'm I was pretty like, sure oh, okay, it's pronounced yeah. Manuel." I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, I gotta say really quickly, I love everybody here who's watching live with us, Rosie, Callie, Rona, all you guys. Like, I love watching you interact with each other in the chat as well as talking to us. Like, I just am so grateful that we I just, just have the coolest community. I want to give you a pointer real quick, but, Ricky. You you don't yep. have to reply all to those, by the way. Oh. <laughs> if, if you go click on the that. little all button, oh, does that go to every can, website? Yeah, you can match the the icon with the people that are commenting. So, like Rosie's commenting from YouTube, and you can go yep, click I the YouTube that. icon. Just uh, just a little tip. We yeah, have. I see that. We have some <laughs> that way really Roy cool. can't see what I'm saying. Exactly. That, that way, way you can keep everything <laughs> secret from the Facebook crew. <laughs> And the Twitch crew. It's, it's pretty... pretty. Uh... We have some serious technology going on here at the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. <laughs> Josh, go ahead with your selection for Simon Says. Um, I really liked... And I I always find my stuff at the beginning of the episodes. But this one, it was when mm. uh, Book was... They were having a little conversation. And he was like, A government is a body of people, usually notably ungoverned. And I thought that was really freaking cool. And especially in this day and age, like now in 2021, that is kind of more true than ever. Um, I mean, the, our government likes to pretend, but like, you know, it, it's very much so un, ungoverned. And most leaders in... Rules for thee and not for me. Exactly. exactly. There is no war in Bossing say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> I, I really liked that. That's Avatar uh, Last Airbender, if anybody didn't know. <laughs> I did not, but Airbender's coming back just uh, to let you know. I know. That's why I just watched it, and that's why I said. It's just, it's so relevant in all sorts of archetypes of stories, you know? Yeah, for sure. So. But I just, and it's I, a good I liked, pick, Josh, I think, because I like it that. it really speaks to, like, the, the whole <laughs> atmosphere and, like, the themes of the show, right? Like, here's Mal always trying to escape the government he just wants to be free this that and the other thing it's very it's a quote that encapsulates a lot of what's great about the series Callie's um, team kylie for me yeah, yeah kylie's definitely team i kylie have right <laughs> i and i'm i can't dispute that i have like i said i've never seen the last airbender so i'm not gonna Huh. Say anything disparaging about it. Yeah, man. What do you well, do? Well, Kelly, I'm I trying to get the first one, so. one of the next seasons of Sudden but Inevitable to be on Avatar: Last Airbender. So, so put a bug in Jesse's ear. So many seasons. Well, yes. No, it's well, not. And there's, and there's got to be a rule. Nothing to it, is too. written in stone. <laughs> Nothing is written in stone. Well, we are going to so. do this forever and ever and ever and ever until we die for the rest of our right. lives. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, for me. Uh, I think I have I have a couple, but I think if I had to pick one, it would be when Wash and Mal are in the shuttle and they're kind of arguing back and forth. Wash says, I've been in a firefight before. Well, I was in a fire. Actually, I was fired from a fry cook opportunity. <laughs> I can handle myself. Yeah. And it, it just was like, cute again, one of those illustrations of, you know, some of the characters have an excellent vocabulary and know exactly what they're doing. I definitely misread that comment. I'm going to blow right past it. <laughs> um, the other one that I had was, um, 
I really like that at the very beginning, speaking of quotes that could encapsulate the entire series, right? At the very beginning, Simon says, sadistic crap legitimized by florid prose. That could describe Firefly itself, right? There's a lot of violence. There's like half-formed ideas. The characters have ideologies that aren't quite, you know, fully there. But it they talk real pretty and everything looks great. And it's a lot of fun to watch. So I just thought that that was pretty cool as well. Um, the other thing that I found really cool about this episode when I was watching it was that I had to keep like reaching over to my bedside table and putting on my sunglasses because this episode, Ricky, is so shiny. How shiny is it? I'd love to just tell you how shiny it is, but that would be rude. So what I'm going to do instead is going to invite our guest, Jake, to tell us how shiny this episode is for him out of 10. After Jake, let's have Josh and Kylie go, and then Ricky, you go after them. Uh, I'm going to say this is a 10. I uh, I enjoyed this one. It It gives you, it's a wash episode. You know, you love wash. I give it a 10. I dig awesome. it. I would agree with that. Um, I'm not going to quite give it a 10. I think I'm going to go with a 9. Um, but it was definitely very notable, very memorable uh, type of episode. Kept you on the edge of your seat. You got to see a little bit more progression of River, which we've all kind of, you know, well, Josh and I um, have been kind of waiting for just to kind of see how that develops. So I think you got a little taste of all the things that you're kind of waiting for. And I'm just excited to see what happen ne happens next. Yeah, um, man, I, I'm i going to probably go with a nine as well. Pretty much all those reasons. I, I, I just, I liked it. I was... It's a good one. It was, it was, yeah. That's so all you, I got. I believe that would be ahead of your score for last week's episode, right? I think yeah. last week you did an 8.3. For 8. me, it 3. was. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Do you both like this episode more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely liked it better than last week's episode, but it's not... A 10 for me, like, uh, out of gas was. Oh, correct. Yes. Mm. Agreed. So. Cool. Go ahead, Ricky D. I mean, it's got to be a 10. This episode kicked butt. It was funny. It was heartfelt. It was, it pulled on heartstrings. This episode was amazing. I'm going 10. So, <clears throat> um... I guess there's no way to like prove that this is true, but I write my my personal rating down before we do the episode and before I hear everybody else's rating. Um, and I can, I guess I could try and turn the thing, but just trust me when I tell you, I actually wrote this rating down as a 10 out of 10 as well. Um, this is, it's, it's one of those, it's the same as Out of Gas. It's not a perfect episode of TV, but it's perfect for me. It's exactly what I wanted. It gives me all the right emotional moments. I get development for characters. I get growth for characters. I get a look at some characters' motivations. Um, I get backstory on Wash, who just continues to be unendingly interesting, right? Like he's, he's from somewhere where they juggle geese. He's never heard of the planet Earth. And also he may not have been in the war and has a great vocabulary, really good at flying, not so good at frying. He seems like a great character to get to know. And we got to do some of that here. And it was just, it was like Ricky was saying, it's a wash episode. It's so much fun, but it's also 
meaningful and poignant and it's totally fair for him to feel the way that he feels like i said a couple episodes back wash lives at work with his boss and her boss and that has got to just be so impossibly stressful and i love that we get to see that yeah he's an amazing pilot amazing crew member excellent human being but he's not perfect he has cracks and he has insecurities and mal manages to use wash's own insecurities to save his life you telling me that this is what i'm getting in a space western on fox in 2002 this is a 10 out of 10 and that's all there is to it so i do want to give credit to jake he is the one that referred to this as a wash episode so that was Mm -hmm. him and not me and i think he that was a great way to describe it yeah absolutely i've got I've got everybody paranoid about the correction section now. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> what I said. I, <laughs> I really, really like that. So. Well, I would say that uh, you could take Kylie and my rating out of it and consider it a wash and give it a perfect 10. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you guys. I'm not going to do that to you guys. But it does get a 48 out of 50. Which is I just, really, really and, you know, high. And, and it's not that, because it was a really good episode. Like, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to ruin this for everyone. because No, no, no. You know, it's not ruined. But, like, it did open a lot of doors. And, I, and, I'm, and look, I'm trying really hard not to watch it like this. But I think the, the reason I give it a nine is because it opened so many doors. I don't think you ruined it for us, Josh. It's just tarnished. That's fine. It, that's fine. <laughs> No, I would say I would say that but the that's... reason that I'm really glad that I went last is because I wanted Josh and Kylie's honest opinions on this, and they're looking at it from a different perspective than we are. And I think that's really important to take into account when we're hearing these ratings. Not that anybody has ever been like, why are Josh and Kylie's ratings so bad? Because nobody has done that ever. But my no, point I... being, if you guys were to, like, let's say you guys drag this episode and you're like, this is a three. What are you guys talking about? I still wouldn't be mad at you. I'd be like, oh, that's very interesting. And I'm very interested to see what you think on a rewatch. So uh, I have done the math now. This puts us at a 9.6 out of 10 for this episode. Very, very good score. I don't think you guys tarnished or ruined anything personally. I think that's a great score for this episode. Everyone seems to love this one so much. And it just, for me, Out of Gas was my favorite episode so far. That one, hands down, has been the best episode of this season. And this episode just didn't capture me as much as that one did. And that would right. be the reason, and, you know. And like you said, a rewatch will probably change my mind, but... Right. And the reason I bring that up is because we have more attached to it. Like, I was saying, you know, 20 years oh my gosh, they're about to get the river scene. Yeah, you know, they're going to get the river scene, and you guys are like, we've been kind of waiting for this river scene. When's it going? Oh, okay, here it is. Cool. And I'm like, no, this is like very... And you're like, yeah, we've been waiting. Like... <laughs> So I, that's we why knew she I was a badass. We just wanted I, to see it. <laughs> yeah. And I really appreciate having two first-time viewers with us. That's, I mean, you guys, Josh and Kylie, you're the impetus for this show. Like, it could be uh, argued that you're the heart of the show. Ricky is the brain of the show because it was his idea. And I am the hairline of the show. Yeah, the, and the mouth. facial hair. And, oh, and Jake is the pants. <laughs> Jake is the band. So, I, I don't want to say I do need to make an announcement. I have an important announcement. I didn't throw it out there when I gave my rating. This is my favorite episode. Oh, okay. Oh, I would not have guessed yeah, that. I, we were concerned. Yes, this is my favorite episode. Concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
<laughs> this is my favorite episode. Absolutely. Well, you guys, there is one or two more bits of ship's business that we have to take care of before we get out of here. The first bit of ship's business is, as always, the sudden but inevitable shout-out. Now, last week, I when we went live, a very good podcaster friend of ours, who's also local to our area, happened to be going live at basically the same time, and we both figured out after our shows were over, like, oh, hey, I just missed your show because my show. So can I watch like it? Being you in know? a band, dude. And I had... Yeah, and I had this person on my list for the shout-out, and I just, I, I missed it, because I think what happened was I thanked somebody, and Josh was like, let me pile on some more thanks, because we love this person, and then I just skipped it when I was reading back through. So, this is me rectifying that. The first person on the Sudden But Inevitable shout-out this week is at UnstyledB on Twitter, and that's actually Pixie, which is, uh, Pixie is one of the co-hosts of Next on Stage 1 which is a podcast about the adult entertainment industry. Pixie and her co-hosts have over 40 years of experience in the industry. They know what they're talking about. They've known each other a good while. Their show is very fun, very funny, definitely not safe for work. Um, Pixie has liked, retweeted, suggested our show like countless times. Like I literally cannot keep track of the number of times she's retweeted or told somebody to listen to our show when they ask for recommendations. And it and she does this for every podcast that she follows on Twitter. It's not like we're special or something. She does this for tons of podcasts, every podcast that she follows. So if you run a podcast or if you're a good person who likes to share the love, go follow at Unstyled B on Twitter. Thank you so much so much pixie we i can confidently say would not have the reach that we have if it were not for you pixie so thank yeah, you yeah i can actually say that too especially with the twist of my arm podcast i just want to give a big uh tma thanks to uh to her for that <laughs> did we make pixie a shepherd <gasps> i don't I remember so. if we made pixie a shepherd but you know what pixie you are now officially a Shepherd of Shine. Welcome to the Shepherds of Shine, Pixie. Whoop, whoop. Up next on the Sudden But Inevitable shout-out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's great. No, good. I couldn't help myself. We've got at Stillbroken on Twitter, which is uh, Stillbroken was our, our 200th follower on Twitter. And this actually happened last week, so I'm very sorry that I missed you, Stillbroken. Entirely my fault again. I, I, my preparation for the show last week may have seemed really great, I don't think it did, uh, but it was not. So I, I was trying to make notes at the last minute, and I missed your name, and I'm really sorry about that. I want to say thank you personally for being follower number 200 for us on Twitter. Very cool, very big moment for us. I think right now we're at 246. So if anybody has 54 friends on Twitter, you know where to send them. Um, I'm going to open it up here. Josh, do you have anybody from the TMA Network socials that you would like to shout out this week? I did not write them down. I Oh, actually, you know what? Let me take care of that for you, Josh. We're going to shout out at Intrepid DM. I Thank think you. it's at the Intrepid DM. Thank you. Yeah. This is our friend Roy. You may have seen him in the live chat in the live chat. Um I got a chance to check out the Intrepid DM's Twitch stream the other night so much and fun. I mean, seriously, this guy is like he's better than we are at podcasting at streaming. Like, he's very, very good. He's all about positivity, imagination, being intrepid, you know, being willing to go on an adventure, being willing to learn, that kind of thing. 
I love everything happening over at Roy's channel. So definitely we'll get that figured out for sure, but I believe it's at the Intrepid DM on Twitter. So definitely check that out. I mean, we just, I've had a kind of a plethora of new followers and I, I know that a lot of that is due to this show and the followers that we have for SPI. So mm. I do appreciate all the new people that are paying attention to the network now because it's, you know, with Sudden But Inevitable, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot more underneath the surface, you know, and it's, it's really nice to see other people engaging in the Marvel Cinematic Monday, also known as Marvel Canon Madness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just it's really cool to see not just the community helping out the SBI show, but then also in turn helping out the TMA network. So I really do appreciate everyone that has um, shared or liked something or you know, sent us an email or visited our website or anything like that. It all counts. Every even just a click on the twistmyarmpodcast.com counts for something um, for us. And and every time you guys do that, I, I can't thank you enough. So, um, pretty much anyone that that follows or likes this show, I, I freaking appreciate the hell out of you. So, <laughs> so before we get to the last thing I have here which is just, I'm going to ask you to wax poetic about yourself, Jake, and where people can find you online and get a hold of your writing. Um, but here's just a couple really quick things. We have, and I think we mentioned this last week, we have a voicemail line set up for the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. If you want, you can call 508-938-9478. That's 508-93-TWIST. And you can leave us a voicemail. Tell us what your selection for this week, Simon Says is. Tell us how shiny this episode is for you. Issue a correction on one of our Goram mistakes. We would love to hear your voice. We'd love to play it on the show. If you don't want us to, that's fine. We don't have to. Let us know. We won't play it on the show. But I would love to hear from you. Josh, Ricky, and Kylie would love to hear from you. I know we would. And that number is open for every show that we do. So if you want us to cover something on Marvel, if you want us to cover something on Quest Me, if you have a band that you know would be good on Basement Sessions or anything like that, like you can just call us or even text that number. The text will also go to our inbox, I believe. So Say your name and what show you're dropping something for, and we'll get you incorporated. Um, the other thing that we really continue to appreciate and ask is that if you are listening to the show on uh, Podchaser or Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you can rate and review the show, please definitely do go leave us that five-star rating and review. I don't even care what you write in your five-star review. I'll read it online. You can drag us the whole review. As long as it's five stars, I'll read it on the show. I don't even care. But it really helps other people find the podcast, and it helps us grow, and it helps us rank higher, and people discover us easier that way. Um, and, of course, like Josh was mentioning, if you want to get everything for this show in one place, you can go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI. All of the sudden but inevitable rewatch goodness is there. We've got the past video streams. We've got a playlist of all the podcasts. You can find everything there. Oh, the sudden but inevitable un unboxing is also available there where you can see us get our cool gifts from Shepard Saxon. So I think that leads me to you, Jake. Jake, where can people get a hold of you online and where can they read your work? Uh, I run a blog called heartlineshorts.com, H-A-R-T-L-I-N-E, shorts.com, all one word. 
Uh, you can find me at, on Instagram at Heartline Shorts and Twitter uh, at Jake Heartline, J-A-K-E-H-A-R-T-L-I-N-E, all one word. That's, that's my Very plugs. Cool. And if you, go to, if you go to our Twitter, you will see Jake there as well because we have been retweeting his stuff this week in preparation for tonight's appearance. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I was saying, go read Jake's work. It, they're like five, 10 minute reads. They're definitely worth your mm -hmm. time. You're going to get feels out of it. I promise. Um, looks like we have our first ever text message to our question line. It says, is Ricky D. Oh, I'm not going to read that. That's discouraging <laughs> to Ricky D. Somebody yeah, just texted us an insult yeah. about Ricky D. Who would do that? That's mean. I can't uh, believe somebody would hilarious. insult Ricky D through our text line. That's me. It's hilarious. It was Ricky. So D. I, I already know what my grand mistake would is going like, to be next week. So <laughs> if you would like to insult Ricky D through our text line, you can hit us up at 508-93-TWIST. You can follow us on Instagram at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast. I think we're six to eight followers away from 100 on instagram would really appreciate going over the hump there um you can follow us on twitter at sudden butt and as i mentioned before you can get everything all in one place at twistmyarmpodcast.com slash sbi josh go ahead and hit that music as always i have been your captain this week jesse and i would like to say thank you to our guest jake for joining us so with that i'm jesse i'm jake this is Ricky D, Best Flicks Ricky D. I'm Josh. I'm Kylie. Josh, take us out of the world. <laughs>